You're listening to Bogey in the PM, a modern Filipino boy podcast with friends. And welcome back to another episode of Bogey in the PM. Thank you guys so much for tuning into last week's episode with Jane Jugo. It's always so much fun to talk to, firstly, another Filipino, but someone who I can relate so closely with, just talking about Filipinos who grew up around singing Magic Mike and, you know, Vidyoki and just like, I think just the self, like just the lessons we talked about, about being so self-critical just because Magic Mike scores you in front of your entire family. But let me know in the comments, did you guys grow up with Magic Mike? Did you guys experience what me and Jane felt? If so, let me know because I feel like that's very interesting. Like it's something I didn't realize until Jane and I talked about it, but Magic Mike is hella toxic (laughs) and it teaches you to be so competitive. But anyways, up next, we have another musical guest. This guest of mine is a very talented singer-songwriter who I actually met at my program, which was Creative Communications. What I'm thankful for with that program was that it helped me not only come across uh, creative individuals uh, in, in the industry, but also creative individuals who happen to be Filip- Filipino. There are so few of us, I feel like, and the few of us that are around in the city are so um, disjointed and separated. Like that We don't have that much of a strong community in the industry yet. So I feel like we almost have to hold on to every Filipino that is kind of in our cohort, in our same field. But anyways, without further ado, please welcome Rain Cabloquinto. Rain, thank you so much for coming back to the Pogi and the PM stage. Rain actually and I, we we recorded this a few days ago, but you know, some audio mishaps, but we're here to (laughs) re-record with you guys. But Rain, thank you so much for being here. Of course. How how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh just got back into uh work this week after a two-week vacation i'm still on vacation mode but i'm doing good so far about you yeah honestly i'm still trying to like recover from just all the food i ate like it's crazy because right before the right before the holidays i was like going to i was taking boxing classes at community and mm. i was on a really good like health kick i think and then like i feel like i got so fat and like oh, i'm trying to get back into it so like yeah, it's a, it's a slow, slow roll trying to get rid of the holiday weight. But, you know, we're getting back into it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Rain, so if you don't mind, like, I would really love it if you just gave, like, my listeners just a brief rundown about what you, what you, what you do. Yeah, just give us a, a little rundown about you for, for everyone who, so for the people who don't know Rain. I don't know how you don't, but, um, <laughs> yeah, please give us a little summary. Sure. So I'm a full-time creative uh, person. So meaning that uh, from nine to five, I work as a video editor and social media marketer. And on top of that, I'm uh, on the side, I'm a photographer and videographer. And on top of that, I'm also a singer-songwriter. And I'm also, I guess now, a part of a creative team uh, for a local singer-songwriter that I do photos and videos for and help them out with uh, marketing their music. So like pretty much everything, I guess, like oh, yeah. everything in the music space. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because um, I feel like Rain, like you and I are so similar just because first of all, like we both did pre-com together. I feel like it's very rare to find Filipinos <laughs> in, in that space. Um, we were actually, I think, two of maybe five out of the 75 that entered in our year that were actually Filipino or maybe four, but maybe like four, oh, four four 
think so. I, well, one dropped out. One dropped and, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's say four out of seventy-five who got in that year, and um, yeah, like I think that again, like going back to what I said earlier, like there's so few of us, I think, in the industry, and the few of us that are actually there, we're we're all thriving, but we're not really, you know, like hustling together. We're not really as collaborative as. I would say other communicators, um, not, not even, I feel like that's a broad, like that's a little harsh to say too. Like we're not, it's not that we're not communicated, but we're just so focused on our own hustles. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hard to find Filipinos in this space all the time, but it's so great that I, that I have, like, uh, I can reach out to you <laughs> uh, and we have this shared experience. So, but going back to what I said, Ray and I are super similar. Cause like we were, we're both, we were both like the Filipinos in the program and when we both came in in 2018 but we also both happen to be like the quote unquote like photographers of <laughs> that group. Like I remember, so I was in one section, Rain was in another, and I just always heard of you know another Filipino who was taking really nice photos because I think you and I both just had more experience with mm-hmm. photos prior, right? And like we both had very different styles. So like, like I don't really do much photography anymore, but I love doing like like minimal like 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 kind of like like beauty beauty shots I guess like I like doing like my like my photos like on like if I had to pick a youtuber it'd be like Jessica Kobesi yeah um, is like really my inspiration so I love like minimal like fashion editorial type of photos but then you were doing like this like Brandon Wolfel style (laughs) like neon lights like (laughs) right I I was wanting to experiment more with like uh dark lighting definitely and more of uh kind of like the style that brandon goes for for those who don't know brandon wolfel is like a new york city photographer and if you don't know him go follow him on instagram because his photos are really nice and honestly that's what got me into photography uh just seeing his portraits was just amazing and honestly like your portraits were so good like every time i see it i'm like i can see that being on a cover of a magazine because like well i Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, well, I like your photos because, like, I have the hardest time shooting in low, like, in low light settings. So, like, for example, we did a, an assignment for in uh, during Nui Blanche. And, like, you know, you'd think, like, a lot of people expected me to do very well because, you know, I, I'm very comfortable with the camera. But I actually have had a hard time because I hate doing photography at night. I, I just, but, like, you're so good at it. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like, dark dark lighting uh i really hated it as well i'm not gonna lie uh it was just practice because um like i feel like dark lighting is not seen enough in the photography world it's mostly like natural lighting or go outside in the daylight but i think uh dark lighting should be practiced a little more because it is that it gives that photo the extra oomph it needs in 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 terms of like mood and style um, but you were definitely right. Like when we did the Nuit Blanche um, project, I was struggling as well because one, as you said, it was nighttime, and two, there was barely any light, and we had and we had limited like equipment to use. Like we had our one fifty millimeter, one fifty uh, millimeter, very like very cold. <laughs> it was cold yeah. that night, like cold, very cold. Um, and then when you get the photos back, all you see is grain. And like very like blurry photos. Like, did I take green? Green is the bane <laughs> of my existence. Like I 
I, I will there I, I don't think I will ever like I know that some people purposely add grain nowadays like in like when you edit for Instagram I hate grain in photos with a passion and color noise I hate it but the thing is like as you said now where people add the grain it's you just have to stylize it in a way where uh, it looks um how do you say it uh, it looks authentic like it looks authentic like a film. intentional um, yeah intentional because I know for a fact, like now in our generation, uh, for the past two years, film photos have been such a thing. Like people mm-hmm. have been editing their photos like to look like 1980s Kodak. Exactly. And it's crazy. Cause I blame Zendaya, honestly. Not even that, but like before Zendaya, like film, like <laughs> Olivia all Rodrigo. Who, Olivia Rodrigo, all of you celebrities who bought the contacts to two camera um you know you know what you guys did you guys marked that camera up so high like it's like what a thousand dollars now oh my gosh like all of my photography friends who were looking for that film camera are now so mad because they can't find that camera anymore (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's ridiculous but (laughs) but other than photography like rain and i also both graduate ended up successfully completing creative communications the program that we took and i really i wanted to have you on rain because I really wanted to kind of use this as an opportunity to talk about how you and I are both Filipinos in creative fields, not necessarily just promoting like, hey, Filipinos should go into Krecom, but here are just some interesting career possibilities that we've had. So I guess to start, um, like, I guess I, don't, I haven't really talked about my job really in its, spe- in its specificness, but I am a marketing coordinator for a interior design a furniture company here in Winnipeg. And I love it. I've had the pleasure of actually working multi- like many jobs since my graduate, like since graduation a year ago. I've had the pleasure of working for two of uh, two national women's clothing brands, doing marketing and social media. I've had the chance to work in real estate. I, you know, which includes you know doing social media, but also doing property tours and like you know virtual tours, like three D virtual tours. I've had the opportunity to work with that type of equipment. Uh, I had the chance to co-host on CBC Manitoba on TV and on radio. And yeah, now I'm in interior design and I'm back on the podcast, Mike. And yeah, so that's kind of about me. I'll let Ray, why don't you uh, let's let's why don't you give the listeners kind of the breakdown since you graduated and we'll just talk about our experience, you know, pursuing a creative career. Sure. So right after Krecom, uh, I landed my first job in communications and media production. And this is actually my longest job that I've ever had in terms of uh, like retail or anything. Um, but Overall, I'm loving it as well. Um, it's definitely uh, something uh, that I've never experienced before because I'm a social media time, uh, sorry, a social media uh, communicator, marketer, um, and as well as uh, balancing all the graphic designs for their printed appeals and their e-blasts, as well as a video editor and also now a production, a production assistant. So it's definitely all the trades that we've learned in Krecom. And I'm really thankful that the program really gave us that uh, oomph in first year. Yeah, like a broad set of skills. Yeah, because like without that, I wouldn't be able to handle all the things that I do now with this job. And like Mm -hmm. even after graduation, like I was able to use uh, the PR and advertising side when I do music because like uh, in PR, they teach you about how or PR and ad, they teach you about 
reaching out to news stations or uh, really using social media to your advantage. And uh, and I'm really thankful, again, like that gave me the skill set to be prepared, like uh, even through uh, outside of like a full time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like going back on what Rain said, like so in our program, we got to kind of focus on four major topics of study so journalism media production uh media production is what you did right yes yeah and then i was on the public relations side so pr and ad but we also did a few other courses that that were specific to writing as well as digital media design so we got to learn all about the adobe suite and um really our goal that like that we wanted to talk about together was just to talk about the opportunities uh for filipinos wanting to pursue creative industries so um, I think the first thing we both need to address is that there are a limited amount of us who are either willing to go into a creative field that is mm. separate from what is, I guess, quote unquote, expected. So nursing, engineering, um, like those kind of typical career paths, those aren't bad or anything. But I feel like a lot of us are deterred for a long time in pursuing those careers. So like like I said, Rain and I were one of four out of 75. So like you know, four of us were Filipino, but the other were like pretty much all majority white people, <laughs> um, which You're is fine too. But like, it's just important to acknowledge that, you know, there is a limited amount of um, POCs entering, I guess, just the communications field, whether it be creative or something in um, in current affairs and news, it is very limited. And that kind of uh, a bit of a problem in a sense that there aren't diverse voices in, in our industry, in our industry, you know, and I feel like that's also one of the reasons why there are more opportunities for Filipinos nowadays, because for example, I talked about working with CBC and becoming like a co-host. I wouldn't have been able to get that job had CBC not seen a need for more diverse voices, you know, to come in even for a temporary basis. Again, I majored in PR. I am not a journalist. I I liked studying journalism class, but it wasn't my favorite class. So it was just why I didn't major in it. But it really, like the things I learned from that class were enough. It it took my skills to a level where I was able to get comfortable in front of speaking in front of large audiences, you know, and having my picture up on CBC's website. But I think going back to the original statement of there aren't enough of us who are willing to go into creative industries or um, feel well-equipped to go into creative industries is I feel like there is a lack of confidence and a lack of confidence in ourselves in talking to our parents about these industries and a lack of role models in the space to show our the younger generation that this is a possibility, that this is something that you can make money from. Like, would you agree? Like, Ray, like when you were younger, like, did you see yourself go? Like, did you, were you also like me in kind of thinking that I had to be like a nurse or like well, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I was, uh, a kid i definitely like didn't see myself as a nurse or engineer because let's well engineer wasn't out of hand because like um but like i didn't see myself like being a nurse or like a caregiver because one i'm really bad at math (laughs) (laughs) um but like as a child i did see myself go into the creative direction whether because I remember, like, as a kid, I wanted to work for Disney so badly to be part of their uh, pyrotechnics team, like, creating the fireworks shows and, like, uh, doing the music. And I thought that was really fun. Uh, but I never really saw myself either as, like, going into photography or media either. Because, one, I thought they weren't um, a career that 
that would provide my family and I like the money or like food on the table as they say mm-hmm. so like the stability yeah exactly like I I only saw myself as I I actually didn't really see what my future was like when I was a kid like I I just wanted to go with the flow and see where it takes me but for sure like I wanted to be a pyrotechnics person <laughs> I remember I you told me yeah I think I remember you told me this like when I first met you I think like in the few, first few months because because also like we didn't touch touch on this but we both applied for the same internship um for for Disney's international <laughs> program um I actually ended up getting in and I actually get, got to do it and I got to move to Florida for three months to like to do this program but yeah I remember because we both talked about this I remember a long time ago mm-hmm. like like to me, in a sense, that was the only time I thought of myself doing something creative. Other than that, like, like things that we do now uh, mm-hmm. definitely didn't cross my mind at all. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it is honestly to do with the fact that we just don't know what's available to us. And mm-hmm. because, you know, when we... I remember, I think, when I was in high school, I didn't... I Up until, I think, senior year, I also really didn't... Um, consider what exactly my career direction was going to be like I, I kind of had like things in my mind on what I thought would be allowed so you know things like nursing um, I think nursing and architecture were two things that were very much you know at the forefront of what I thought I would be doing they just they again they, they didn't feel like the wrong choice but they didn't feel like the right choice for me and then when I stumbled across pre-com that's when I thought oh like what is this you know <laughs> what is this what, what like and then I got to learn more about it and like the more I learned the more I it, it enticed me to to you know to take it on and you know it's not it wasn't really until like once we got into Red River that I actually really started to see a full um, career path unfolding in front of me what, what did those conversations look like with your parents when you were applying to Krecom like were they supportive well my mom was actually the one that found Krecom uh okay. because uh it was like I was fresh out of high school and during high school I applied to graphic design at Red River didn't get in uh and then I applied to carpentry which was like oh oh my god such uh like literally like where did that come from like (laughs) I I remember you told me that the last time we recorded and I was like what what (laughs) because well I I thought I wanted to go into the direction where my brother went into because he's a structural engineer and I was like, maybe I can do this. And then came along, like, almost, like, where I had to take the math test. And I didn't take it. Uh, I was like, <laughs> uh, maybe it's not for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, when you know, you know, you guys. <laughs> and, like, um, October of that same year, uh, my mom uh, came into my room. And she's like, why don't you apply for this? Like, and that's where she introduced me to Krecom. And I was reading through... Uh, the course outlines so i was like oh this is basically what i do because uh back then uh i was a social media and uh video editor for my youth ministry at my church and i was like this is something i already do but i kind of want to expand on it so mm-hmm. i kept uh researching about it and uh i did the portfolio and applied and I got in for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) And like, again, like expanding on that, like the process to get into this program is quite long. Um, It's about like 
six to eight months of you know taking an entrance exam, taking creating a portfolio. Um, I think before, like in past years, you would have had to do an interview, um, mm. which I think they removed for our batch because like I remember like Rain and I actually took the entrance exam together. I like I didn't know him at the time, but he was like the only other Filipino in the room, so. <laughs> I don't remember so, that day because you forgot your. You forgot yeah, I made such a scene. Honestly, I dropped my keys on the way out, like on my way out of the door, and like I couldn't find them, so I had to go back in and check if I dropped them. Um, and then security ended up having them, but so <laughs> it was. I was just a mess that day. That was not a good day for me. But I mean, I ended up getting into the program. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, I mean that's pretty cool. That like I feel like. It's almost, um, it's, it's crazy how that path looked for you because like, you know, you, one, I love that your mom was the one who encouraged you to do it. Uh, but two, I also like that, you know, as soon as you like, you know, it, it kind of like it fell into your lap, but you took it upon yourself to really learn and explore and just like really try to understand what this program really was and what it could look like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you saw the similarities and you kind of went for it. Um, I think throughout my so this program is available in two options. You can do it with a bachelor's degree or without. So when, you know, like if you do it with a bachelor's degree, like I did, you would have had to do three years of post-secondary at, a, at the university to earn your credits there first. So that's what I did. And, but yeah, when I was doing that first year, like the, those first three years, I really didn't have a direction. Um, like, you know, similar to you, like I kind of, I was, you know, I was fresh out of high school when I enrolled into the joint degree program, but I wasn't accepted into Red River yet. Um, so when I was studying at the U of W, I really didn't have a direction in what in what I wanted to do. Like, because, you know, I was still taking a lot of intro courses at the time. Like, so, you know, for any bachelor's degree, you still need, you need to get, I think, five different 1000 level courses. So I took courses in psychology, um, city politics, rhetorical writing. Um, what else did I take? Creative writing. Um, <laughs> I, I took a class on pop culture, which was actually one of my favorite classes. Um, if you have the chance to take pop culture at the U of W, I highly recommend it. I got to write a thesis about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> That's for another podcast episode, though. <laughs> but it was about celebrity culture <laughs> and the rhetoric and, and, and influence. I was very much into into influence, uh, influencers and celebrity culture when I was in university. And I think that's really what inspired me or what kind of, that was kind of my... Um, I want to say my little Easter egg into what my career became because I felt like, like you, you, you started off as a videographer, social media person at, a, at your church, got into the program and are still doing, and you're still doing similar things. For mm. me, I was very much into, you know, influencer culture. I loved keeping up with the Kardashians, still do, but I was also pursuing my, like my quote unquote career as an influencer as well back uh, when I was like 19 or 18, like Sam, my friend Sam, shout out to you, Sam. Um, we would do uh, we would take my outfit of the day photos every single day at this one specific wall at the University of Winnipeg. And I remember I would do, I had like my first watch campaign, my my first coupon code, like, you know, use my code for X amount percent. And that, you know, up until like when I got to Recom, I really was convinced I was going to become a famous YouTuber, fashion, fashion content creator, you know, Gen M. <laughs> Um, and it's funny cause I do, t- I, I do a lot of that stuff right now, instead of, instead of being the influencer, I've actually you know curated influencer programs for brands, you know, like for the places I've worked for. So like, I've gotten to, you know, pick influencers from, from the web and like, you know, commission them to do these posts for us, uh, for, for, for the brands that I've worked for. And 
Yeah, it's just crazy how we both fell into this program differently and we're in the lines of work that we are. I didn't realize this when we recorded the first time, but now that we talk about it, it's just interesting to see how much of how much we kind of both knew what we what we were both interested in from the mm-hmm. beginning, but once we found the right program, we both found the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting. It's just, you know, God's plan, you guys. Just trust it. <laughs> be true to yourself you know just all those cliches <laughs> just in the process <laughs> just in the process you know whatever what, whatever the pinterest quotes are right now period you know, <laughs> act like a lady think like a boss <laughs> Vinny, vidi vici seize the day oh my God. <laughs> i live by those quotes every day yeah but first coffee <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Just cringing. Yes, I know. Guac is extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What is this episode right now? Anyways. So we walked you guys through kind of our experience, like of you know, finding like how, how we both kind of knew what we wanted to like we, we we both kind of relied on our interests to guide us to our careers. Um, but it really took us finding the right program and finding the right the right environment for us to really cultivate those skills. Um, yeah, would you agree? That's correct. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I guess now my, 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 I think the lesson that we really want to get across here is that firstly, I think that the traditional careers that are limited to things like nursing or engineering are not the only careers. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. say don't join those like, you know, I'm not, that's not really the point of this, but it's really to show you guys that there are other options for you. Mm. Um, and that's kind of when we, when Ray and I were talking before that we started recording, we really wanted to get it across that, you know, working in creative fields is very fun. Firstly, it's very fulfilling work and it pays very, I, okay. I, okay. I know I don't want to get into money because I feel like money is subjective for everyone. But I find that it pays well. I've I haven't had a poor experience with, you know, payment. Again, that's another episode. I think. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna say like Marie and I are paid pretty good. I'm not gonna say like we're like hella rich, but like I feel like we we're definitely up. We're we're we're, we're good. We're good is what I'm trying to say. Mm, like like that Filipino saying, of course. Again, like it definitely helps us put food on the table. Um, mm-hmm. help out our parents if we need to um and i think for me at the end of the day um like a job to me is that if i get paid well it's a job like any type of job that you get paid for should be considered a job it like mm-hmm. like i like fa- like you and i work retail like before mm-hmm. like um this program and yeah like you worked at starbucks and i worked at what <laughs> dollar you worked, at, you worked at okay but didn't you, you also worked at the, the disney store didn't you i did too and yeah Gap i worked at urban well. yeah i worked at urban outfitters so like we, we worked around retail <laughs> so like like it's also in a sense where like i'm getting into a different project i'm so sorry <laughs> but it's also that mindset like a job is a job at the end of the day you're getting paid for it um mm-hmm. but i think it's just that with our parents and their generation it's just the stability that they think of right like mm-hmm. this like x amount of money gets you like uh, a rent 
food on the table, etc. Right? Mm. So they don't see like a minimum a wa- uh, minimum wage job as such because like one, like you can't really pay bills with that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really like what you're happy uh, what you're doing. Like you're happy with what you're yeah. doing. And mm-hmm. like both of us are really happy with our jobs now because like one, it's it's paying really well and two, it's something that we both love and I and I'm probably mm-hmm. speaking for ourselves and you as well uh, that it doesn't feel like a job. It feels it like it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, and I feel like that's really it's not a, that's not a feeling though that's limited to being in a creative industry though. I feel like if you are passionate about being a, a caregiver, a healer, you know, someone yeah. in nursing or a doctor, you will love it even when you hate it. And that's exactly, exactly how Rain and I feel in our careers working you know, in, in communications, whether it be, you know, um, in whatever kind of, uh, whatever environment we're in, like, you know, doing what we, as long as we're doing what we're doing, it doesn't feel like work. And I think the main thing we wanted to address is that we don't want, like, I, there's so many Filipinos who, I, I again, this issue isn't limited to Filipinos, but there are so many Filipinos that I know who really sacrifice their own, I guess, um, happiness and emotional fulfillment um, mm-hmm. in order to gain the stability that that mom and dad want right they are uh, they they're chasing um the, the stability and i think stability really comes from like that 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 uh, interpretation of stability that comes from let's say like a job like nursing really comes from i guess that immigrant mindset but and which is you know still limited because there's still so much to learn about what careers are available um you know jobs like influencers and you know videographers they didn't exist i'm sure the same way that they do now years ago um imagine you know going through all those years and then moving into a new moving to a new country like so that's where really where that all comes from but i think all in all like i guess maybe let's try to break these down into like some core lessons that we want people to take away because i feel like we've talked a lot already (laughs) i'm like i'm i feel like i'm rambling already because we've recorded this episode once already so funny but let's try to, let, you know what, let's try to do it this way. I'm going to, why don't we both go back and forth and just talk about some pieces of advice or lessons that we want people to take away from this episode. Sure. I think, why don't you go first? So, like, I think for me, like, one advice I would give uh, to not just Filipinos, but people who want to go in the creative direction in the future is go for it. Like, at the end of the day, it's it's a job you want uh, to pursue. Like, uh, if nursing or being an engineer is something you want to do, go for it. Like, uh, it's what you're passionate about. Um, don't don't settle for a job. Or I should say, like, maybe something you want to study for just because uh, mom and dad want you to go in it. Because mm-hmm. also, like, that's money you're putting into your education. And if you don't want and if you don't want to study it, you're basically just wasting the money. So I'd mm-hmm. say, like, if you want, it, like, do something you love. Go for it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I always tell my siblings this or, like, even my friends. Um, but when I tell them, like, going back to, like, when I applied for, for, for communications versus, like, nursing and architecture, uh, the switch from applying to nursing to communications was literally about two weeks. And that two weeks, I think, saved me in a sense where... I think when I told when it, when I when I talk about it now, it's like, wow, thank God I I didn't apply for the thing that I didn't want because had I applied, I probably would have dropped out two years ago. And that's just me personally. 
because, you know, I knew that this was something I wasn't up for. I had the grades to do it. You know, I, I you know, <laughs> like Rain, I, I was able to do the math, um, but it, I, my heart wasn't in it, you know, like, and that's no offense to you. I'm not trying to throw shade. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> but like, I know, you know I'm like, bad at math. Yeah, like, like I have, I, I was, I knew I was able to do it, but it's whether I wanted to do it that was really the question. And I think separating, uh, you know, that that what you want to do versus what you can do, are those you making sure you know those are two separate things, because you know what like what what Rain said, you know, if there's something that you know your your parents want you to do, your your family want you to do, if you can do it, that's great. But you have to make sure that you want to do it. And honestly, it's hard to ask yourself those questions um, and to really isolate the things that you want when, you know, someone that you respect, someone that you love so much wants something different for you. And I think to bridge that gap, it's just to really level out that communication. So when I applied to communications, I think one of the barriers was that you know, obviously I switched kind of suddenly, I'll admit that, <laughs> but um, so to my parents, that looked like I was very wishy-washy. I was very confused, you know, but really this is, felt, this felt like the right move for me. So what did it mean? Like, how was I going to bridge that gap? How was I going to fix that, commu- like that kind of barrier of communication to fix that kind of awkwardness? I think firstly is to recognize those are your parents. They're going to love you no matter what. Um, like they're not, my parents would not have disowned me for pursuing a program that was different from the one that I thought I was going to do. Like, no. Um, but also making sure that you're communicating properly, you know, like, and that comes with creating a plan. Um, you know, for them, if their goal is stability, show them, you know, where that stability lies. So, you know, for me, it was talking about this is how many years the program would last. This is the kind of job I could get. At the time, I honestly didn't know what job I wanted, but I kept saying this is the kind of job I could get. Or um, luckily, I also had a co- like I also had a cousin who did this program, so I was like, oh, this is what she did. This is what she ended up with. Maybe I could do this too. So m- being clear about uh, putting putting my wants into their understanding, and I think that kind of bridges that that kind of awkward gap, right? Because I feel like that's definitely a barrier as to why so many young people don't go into the fields they want. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I think like one of the reasons why they, uh, my mom wanted me to be in Krecom <laughs> mm. was because, uh, side story, like as a kid, they would always, my brother and uh, my aunt and my mom would always remind me like, and since like journalism is part of Krecom, right? My my par- uh they would always remind me, you're always in our backyard back in the Philippines making your own news reports. Okay, there you go. You see, it was predetermined for you. Like <laughs> like they would tell me, like I would I would imagine like a cameraman following me and I would report in the backyard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> see, it's like these these talents, you know, like they 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 come from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not natural on camera. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah honestly being on camera takes a special kind of skill so mm-hmm. yeah it's not easy <laughs> um I guess another lesson that I really want to outline is um just working really hard I think first um at, at your craft and not to be bashful about it I think for a long time when I was even in pre-com I was very shy about the skill like my skills you know 
I, I was saying earlier that Rain and I really kind of took notice of each other because we were both the photographers of the group. Um, but, you know, I feel like for a while, like we were both, or I was very just shy about the program I was doing. Like when my family members asked me, oh, what are you studying in university? I, I would always say, oh, I'm just doing like communications program. Uh, this is, I kind of want to do this when I grow, you know, when I'm done. But I was never really sure. Even though I, even at that point, though, when I was at Red River, I already had a clear direction. Um, but I would say to not be bashful or to be ashamed of the work that you do and to really put the hours into your craft. And one of the stories that I love telling people is how I worked with Marvel superhero Shang-Chi. Um, you already listened to episode one um, where I talked about this already uh, on, and how me and Simu, that's right, first name basis, baby. <laughs> <laughs> how me and Simu <laughs> got together for a photo shoot but you know those like the more that you work into your craft the more that you're you'll be prepared to to uh, you know approach opportunities when they come right mm. even for yourself right like you didn't become like you you weren't the like it wasn't just Krecom alone that that prepared you to become you know the video editor the social media specialist like that it, it's not just school can only take you so far but you it was your passion and your drive to you know to work on the side doing debut videos uh like he's first of all when rain did his intro he he totally missed so much like he does so he not only is he a singer songwriter but he he films his covers all on his own and he he shoots his own self-portraits and he does it for other musicians um um in the city and i feel like that's really that's such an undertaking that it takes a lot a long time like like the you these are things that you know people who are you know well known for Ariana Grande, John Legend, Beyonce, like they have teams of people who who do these things, you know, and you're doing it all on your own. Like, so like kudos to you, like for just for for just putting the time and devotion into your craft because that's really the only way to improve and excel and to get to the point where we are now, which is um, in this like very. Uh, which is to be in a very successful state of our careers, even though it's just at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Like, y- just don't be bashful and don't be ashamed of your of your of the things that you're doing and the work that you're putting in. Because mm-hmm. the more you the more you work into you put the work in, the better, the more prepared you will be when th- the right opportunity comes. Also, like adding on to that, I think another lesson I'd like to put out there is like if you ever have thoughts of like, oh, I don't belong here or, oh, I'm not meant for this program, it's okay. Like, like the imposter syndrome? Exactly. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure both of us had it when we were in Krecom because like... All the time. I have it now, honestly. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <'Cause> yeah. Like... <laughs> it, it doesn't go away, you guys. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but just know like, it'll take time and of course, like, like in your mind it's like oh i don't i'm not meant to be here but like mm-hmm. in your heart like you know you're meant to be there like like don't don't care about the grades and for me i didn't care about the grades i i i felt like cuz to me if i were to focus on the grades when we were being graded i i would have felt like oh no i'm not meant for this program i would have dropped mm-hmm. out like right away yeah but if you know your craft well and you've uh, practiced it and want to keep learning the craft, you are meant to be there. Like, don't mm-hmm. be like, I'm not, I'm not meant to be here. Like, I don't know this stuff. 
I mean, that's mm-hmm. what school's for, right? Like, that's you're yeah. there to learn. School's more, a place or, to learn and to fail. Yeah, exactly, and to expand your craft or to mm-hmm. really learn the craft even more. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. don't don't have like you'll get doubt. You'll definitely get doubts, but just know that um, they're not real, and you are meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this just reminded me of a story. I was already going to end the podcast episode, but this reminded me of a very relevant story. Um, but one of the things that I said earlier was that there's a lack of diversity in the communication space. Um, and that sort of comes with um, the just the, the, the instructors of the program. In no way am I trying to call anyone out. Like, um, But I say this because um, there's, you know, with, with a lack of diversity comes a lack of perspective. And that is the case even with uh, instructors, um, wherever they are. This isn't limited to this program. But I remember... Um, during the open house, we were looking, I remember during when, so for, for a PR grad, um, we have to plan an open house for this program to, you know, kind of share this program with potential students, inviting them to apply. Have you, did you, have you attended an open, a Krecom open house? I have. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I did as well. And because I was a PR student, I was, I was kind of helping out, you know, plan it. And one of the things that is a very vital part of this open house is um, work samples. So samples of work from like, you know, from our fellow kind of classmates to show like, hey, this is the type of the assignments we do. And I remember I had a classmate or had classmates who were in charge of choosing the work samples. And they said, hey, Patrick, we really want to use the infographic you made last year because it was the one that was um, that, you know, that you because you create an infographic that not only got a good grade, or like it didn't get a good grade. It got like a subpar grade, but it was, it was like, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like tripping over my words, but um, so basically the infographic I made was for a business. Um, they're called not a waffle. You might've heard of them. They're a Taiyaki um, restaurant here in Winnipeg. And it was pretty much this cute little info, uh, info infographic about, Ooh, what, what is this fish shaped dessert? And it had like little Japanese calligraphy on it. And it was modeled after, um, the Pokemon Go like like theme like shape or like Pokemon Go slash Yu-Gi-Oh card type of thing and it was like or cloud card from Card Captor and I really loved it and it turned out really great and it got just a subpar grade and I remember I was like oh I mean it's a pass so I can move on to the next semester um but the client loved it because it matched their brand and it matched the the uh, the design standard of you know not only of that restaurant, but also what, you know, what people expect from this Japanese, this Japanese cuisine, you know, it, it incorporated those elements of anime and um, I guess, Eastern design styles. And I guess my point with this is that, or I guess just to finish the story, um, my classmates wanted to use that infographic as an example, but the instructor actually didn't let them use it because it didn't really receive the best grade. Um, and I guess that's complicated with things like design because design is so subjective. Um, but going back to what I said, I feel like design is so, or not design, but there's a lot, going back to the, I guess the point of this whole episode is that there's a lack of diversity in the industry and in not only communications, but in creative industries here in North America, everywhere. <laughs> and all I, I guess the whole point of this is really to say the the way for to, for us to do our part in solving the lack of diversity is to encourage um, young people, young 
people of color, whether they be Filipino or whatever, you know, whatever ethnic background you may be. I think it's really important for you if you feel like you have a calling in something to take up space in that space. You know, if it's nursing, take up space. If it's engineering, take up space. If it's design, video, photo, if it's clothing, take up space. And, you know, because really, that's really the, that's really the only way we can do our part in um, enriching the culture that we have. You know, we like, what's the point of us being here to be here in Canada if we're not going to take up space um, in the spaces that, you know, we came here for? There's no use in us all being in one subsector of careers. We should take space everywhere. And we hope that, you know, with this episode, you use Rain and I as just two of these, not maybe, maybe role models or just um, <laughs> as evidence that this is, this is something that's possible. This is something that makes money that, that still in, um, pushes for stability and, you know, that you feel fearless when it comes to declaring the future that you want for yourself. Yeah, that's the lesson. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, right. Rain, any final, any last words for you? Oh, like, um, like, like both of the recording sessions have given me a lot to like, think about to like, uh, like I never thought of like talking about this uh, topic to anybody else. Um, and I'm so glad that like, like this platform that you're using is such a nice way to introduce like Filipino creatives and, and it's so endearing. Like, and he's, and shout out also uh, like to cultivation uh, festival. Cultivation. Um, Yes, uh, like Patrick's part of it. And basically um, this, I think this was like the first step uh, definitely into introducing uh, creative uh, people of color, uh, Filipino wise, um, into older generations. Uh, and they've really introduced them in a way where they're making a living out of uh, out of a business they've created or being a photographer, or being a singer, songwriter, and all that stuff. Restaurateur, and, just everything. Dancer. Right. <laughs> like, it's so cool. Um, and that really opened my eyes up into seeing more uh, representation uh, in the Filipino community in terms of creative. And I really like that. So there's definitely a lot of us, but uh, not all of us are being represented from mm -hmm. for what for what I should say. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, you know, initiatives like, you know, like this is just one podcast of many amazing storytellers, of many amazing talented creatives out there. So, you know, what I hope to do is just to bring them forward and bring them into the podcast space. And hopefully you see this podcast as a resource to really approach those goals you have with the confidence you need. Uh, Rain, thank you so much for joining me again. I really, first of all, I just appreciate our conversations every time. Um, it's just, I always, I feel like you're kind of my safety net when it comes to pre-com. Um, yeah, like, I, I remember, I think I went to, um, it's either you or my friend Sam, shout out again to you, Sam. Um, Sam isn't Filipino, but she is just happy to be here. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but. Um, Girl, I miss you. 
Yeah, Sam, get on the podcast. <laughs> um, but Rayan, like, I just appreciate like just um, the I guess our camaraderie over the past like two years that I've known you and just so proud of you for the success that you've cultivated Thank for yourself. You, um, you too. Like, <laughs> like what you're doing is so amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you too. Like, uh, I never thought of myself meeting another creative Filipino and I'm so glad I did. And mm-hmm. like, honestly, you're the first one, <laughs> the first <laughs> Filipino creative that mm-hmm. uh, I got, I got to meet and work with. And like, I'm so proud uh, of how, far you've gotten with your uh work and the podcast so i'm really 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 uh, proud of you thank you i'm gonna cry you guys <laughs> uh rain if um uh, where can our where can my listeners find you uh they can find me on instagram uh at rain r-e-i-n.qc and if they want to listen to my music they can find me on spotify perfect you guys please check out rain's music he is just he's he just started and he's already making waves um and i'll have his full bio and all of his like you know all of his socials posted in the po- uh, pogi in the pm instagram page so if you're not following us already make sure to follow pogi.pm just you know to be in the loop you know who knows what i'm gonna post you know i post all of our um late night playlists so definitely check out rain's it's probably going up soon and you know it's just gonna be a fun space so next week we have another fun guest she is a fellow um cultivation member katrina daka so um get really excited if you're excited about supply chain negotiating tips and just being a badass filipino just you know just stay excited stay ready i want to i want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode of pogi in the pm once again follow us on instagram at pogi.pm you can follow me on instagram as well at patrizzi And yeah, I will catch you in the next one. Bye, guys.